בשם השם נעשה ונצליח. Today's topic is a very important one, and that is, we want to talk, when is it a mitzvah to actually desecrate the Shabbat, to light fire? Now, why am I talking about this on this particular week? This week's week is Parashat Vayakel, and the Torah says the most classical forbidden thing to do on Shabbat, that thank God almost any traditional Persian Jew knows, from, at least from the older generation, which is we're not allowed to light fire on Shabbat. So this is a universally accepted idea, even amongst traditional Jews. So we want to go to the opposite extreme. When would it be a positive commandment to actually desecrate the Shabbat? And today's class is the idea of how to take care of sick people on Shabbat. Now, very importantly, I wanted to start uh, the class from Rav Ovadia's beautiful work, Chazan Ovadia. And another reason this class is very close to my heart is because actually my fourth daughter was born on Yom Kippur, which was Shabbat. So I dealt with this myself and some very interesting questions came along on that Yom Kippur. So Rav Avadia brings this idea that So the clearest thing we have to understand is any sick person that we're worried he's going to go into danger of death, we have to desecrate the Shabbat for him. Why? There's no such thing. There's only three cardinal sins that we have to die and not do. Idol worship, sexual morality like sleeping with a married woman or becoming a murderer. But Shabbat is overridden by the idea of how precious life is. So saving a life is more important than keeping Shabbat. Because the Torah says, bahim. These are the laws that I gave you, that you should live by them. So the same token that if you're in the middle of nowhere, and you have to eat pork, that's the only food they give you or else you're going to die. You could also, if somebody's in danger of dying, or like we'll see, not even danger of dying, but in danger of losing a limb, and since we're not considered professional enough, expert enough to know if that's going to lead to death or not, it's better to always be on the side of safety and we would be able to desecrate and create fire and any other of the 39 things. We know to keep Shabbat is not only to not light fire, we can't carry, we can't write, we can't make knots, we can't plow the field. There's 39 things. Any one of those 39 in order to save a sick person, is absolutely and positively permitted. Now, for example, cooking, cooking for the sick person, if he needs it, especially we have a uh, oriental medicine doctor here with us, a lot of the ancient medicines would have to be cooked, right? To get the, the potency to save the guy's life. So that would be perfectly okay. 
So the main idea Rav Ovadia brings down here is that Klaloshel Davar. The main general rule is that when somebody's sick, forget about Shabbat. It's like a weekday. Just help him and get him, heal him, save his life as you would have saved somebody's life on Shabbat. And uh, it's actually forbidden to be lazy and start to contemplate. Should I save him? Shouldn't I save him? That's wrong. Because the whole Torah was given for mercy and peace and life. We Jews worship life. We say l'chaim. We, and people that think it's better for, to let the person die and not desecrate Shabbat are minim, Rav Avadia says. They are people that are not considered even authentic Jews. It's like heresy. It's like heresy to be reluctant to save a Jew's life. Because it's Shabbat. And about such such people, it's for them that is written, the Torah is no good. Because their Torah is not the real Torah. And the quicker you save the person's life, you get him his needed medicine or to the hospital, and so on and so forth, the better. Now, it's very important to know that the Yerushalmi says a very important thing. It's very incumbent upon the rabbis and the yeshivot to teach these laws. Why? Yerushalmi says somebody that has to get hold of a rabbi to ask him, should I desecrate the Shabbat, lechalel Shabbat, or shouldn't I? That person is a murderer, the Yerushalmi says. Look in the Yerushalmi, in Yuma, Perekhet, I believe, Halacha Dalid, because the Mefarshim on the Yerushalmi, they're explained very simply, the Shulchan Aruch says this, that <laughs> but if you don't know the law, should I save this guy's life? Shouldn't I? By the time you go get the rabbi, the guy may be dead. I, it makes me want to cry. My own grandfather died on Shabbat because... He got into a car crash and the ambulance took a long time to get into the mountains of Karaj. But I happened to be named after that grandfather. And then Yerushalmi says something even deeper. The Yerushalmi says, Hanishal Megune. The person that's being asked the question, the rabbi, the Torah scholar, that they're coming to ask is also ugly. He's an ugly person. Why? So Rabbi Vadia brings on the Yerushalmi explains because the rabbi should have, this is a matter of life and death. He should have educated his people that do not be reluctant. Do not ask me. Go save the guy's life. Because it's uh, very unfortunate. And the Yerushalmi very clearly says the quicker and swifter you are to save the life of this Sick person, the better it is. Now, we want to also go down to the sources of the Ramban. The Ramban is very, very, very clear in the Melchamtot to make sure we want to leave no place of doubt that how precious a life is and we have to 
The Ramban says, Don't think there's any act of piety. If you're sick, and say, well, I don't want to make anybody touch fire on Shabbat and let me die. The Ramban says that you're like a suicide, and you're going to be punished. The sick person is going to be punished. He's going to have to answer to God. Because we know the same way you're not allowed to kill somebody else, you're not allowed to kill yourself. You're on lease. So the Ramban says that the person that's saving him shouldn't be reluctant. The person himself should not feel any guilt because if he actually does make that mistake, it's a terrible thing that he could be causing suicide because he he thinks he's misinformed. Now, just going on to the basics, nowadays, Ravavadia, if you want to look this up, by the way, all a, a lot of the classes from Chazanovadia, volume number three, and the chapter that he talks about, Cholesheish Vosakana. So in Halacha Hei, Ravavadia brings a fascinating thing that is also talked about in the Shulchan Aruch, and that is... What about, in most probability, the person is just going to go blind, like they threw acid in his face. Or, unfortunately, this is a problem. Or, he's only going to lose his feet or his hand. So it's not that his life is in danger, but only one of his bodily, bodily, bodily limbs are in danger. So this is actually a dispute amongst the rabbis. That if this sickness or this injury is going to lead him to lose a finger or a hand or a foot or go blind. It says the Rabbeinu Tam and the Mi'iri, the Rabbeinu Tam, the grandson of Rashi, which is one of the most important medieval authorities on Jewish law, for, especially for the Ashkenazim. Rabbeinu Tam says we should, in this case, we should still desecrate Shabbat. But Rashi and the Ramban and the Rashpa, other medieval scholars, say no, in such a case, it's only when life is in danger, not limb. So the Shulchan Aruch, this is a fascinating case how you have to look at con- contemporary sources. The Shulchan Aruch, if you look at the Mishnah Bura, the Shulchan Aruch actually happens to Paskin and decide the law like the Rashpa. That we should not desecrate the Shabbat. But in practical terms, our prince of halacha, our king of Talmud, Ravavadiya Yosef says we should, we, we should follow the Rabbeinu Tam and the Me'iri. Because he bases this on the Sitz Eliezer, the great rabbi that was an expert on medical law, medical Jewish law. And he says, nowadays, who's to say that this loss of limb will not get effect, infected and lead to a loss of life. We need to get him to the hospital. Are we experts? Are you a surgeon? And even if the guy goes blind, who's to know? Because sometimes if the guy's eyes about to pop out, he has eye pressure, that is considered life-threatening in the Gemara. It's fascinating how they knew a lot about the human body. So just to read it verbatim, Rav Avadia says a fascinating thing. He says, Bizmanenu? Nowadays we're worried that this loss of limb will lead to loss of life potentially. Go desecrate the Shabbat. 
And it's better to be safe than sorry. And I wanted to bring out one of the most general, this is probably the most important part of the class. Because I'm giving you a general rule, not details. When you look at the Rosh, we know the Shulchan Aruch is based on three major opinions. The Rambam, Maimonides, the Rosh, and the Rif. The Rosh, when he's talking about this subject in Mesechat Yuma, by the way, these laws are very similar to Yom Kippur. The same way that if somebody's fasting, he's starting to feel that he's going to faint or die or get some type of heart attack or blood pressure, you also has to eat. We learn a lot of the laws, if you want to study this from the sources, like the Yerushalmi is in Yuma. that says you have to desecrate the Shabbat. These laws are intertwined and interconnected. And maybe on another instance, we'll go deep into that. When are you allowed to not fast on Yom Kippur? And so on and so forth. But the Rosh says, Safek nefashot lahakel. This is a very important idea based on the Yushalmi. The Rambam concurs with this. And that is, whenever in doubt, if this is going to be life-threatening, it's better to desecrate the Shabbat. Why? The answer is very simple. If we technically made a mistake, we thought the guy was going to die, and we went and desecrated Shabbat, and then the doctor said, oh, this is not such a big deal. I mean, it's dangerous. You could always repent. But if you were negligent, and you said, oh, this is not a big deal, the guy died, is he ever going to come back? So therefore, in a case of doubt, the Torah wants you to always desecrate the Shabbat. Because the Rambam even goes a little bit deeper. The Rambam, if you look at the Rambam, he says, Shabbat Dechuya. Whenever there is a reason to believe somebody will die because of his injury or his health issue, God never told you to keep Shabbat in this case. So don't feel guilty because there are some people that are paranoid, they're always reluctant, they're fanatical Jews, and it's a tragedy because they don't really know the sources. We're so lucky that in this generation, we have unlimited amount of resources to go exactly know what to do. So that law, again, I want to reiterate it, safek nefashot lahakel. Whenever in doubt, it's better to side and go desecrate the Shabbat rather than not, because if you're mistaken and the guy dies, then that's even even worse. Now, there's another machloket here between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, and this is going to become the main topic of the class from here on in. The Yerushalmi and the Shulchan Aruch Paskins this way says, if let's say this guy gets a heart attack in the middle of the synagogue, who should be the person to go desecrate Shabbat? Who should be the person to undertake the life-saving mission? It should be the rabbi. You shouldn't give it to the kids. You shouldn't give it to the people because you, you, one can or go try to call a non-Jew because a non-Jew doesn't need to keep Shabbat or a kid, you know, technically he's not bar mitzvah, right? So he's not obligated. No! The Mishnah Bura brings this down. Also, that he says, if you look at the Mishnah Bura, Shulchan Aruch, this is, these laws are brought down in the Shulchan Aruch in chapter 128 and the Mishnah Bura in Sif Katan on Siman Yudbet Sifkatan Lamed Dalit. He says, "Kisheyesham be'ma'amad zuchachamim mitzvah lechatchila la'asot chilu zel yedehem." The Rambam, 
and we definitely concur with this, holds the rabbi should go and call 911. The rabbi should go drive him to the hospital and save his life. Why? Because, again, some people are so worried and meticulous to keep Shabbat, you know, the natural psychological urge would be not to break it, you know. And the unfortunate thing is, as everybody knows, medicine, the quicker the person gets to the hospital, every minute, no Dovbeer, there are situations where every minute can be life-saving. So therefore, the rabbi should be the one to do this. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, however way you want to look at this, the Ashkenazim, they seem to argue, the Ramah, and we're going to explain why. What's the crux of their dispute? He says, He says, first of all, in a case where it's not going to be cause the the sick person to get to the hospital later or to get care later, it might be better to try to do it with your left hand because you know Shabbat, it's only forbidden to do th- stuff in the normal way. It's called Malachet Machshevet. But if you do it in an abnormal, strange way, you're not really desecrating Shabbat because that con- it's not considered lo- no- normal labor. And he says, if it's absolutely positively not going to cause any delay, go look for a non-Jew. And he says, this is our custom. But he says, if the non-Jews are not so pro-Jewish, then of course the Jews should do it themselves. Now, Rabbi a lot of people do not know, has a beautiful, beautiful book. Anybody that's Sephardic especially, or anybody for that matter, that learns the laws of Shabbat, it's called Leviat Chen. He wrote this many years ago, and it's it's actually on the Mishnah Brura. He says another issue. There's two issues we want to bring. First of all, some say the rabbi, the most wise person should desecrate the Shabbat. That's the Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam hold that way. The Ashkenazim say if it's not going to be much of a difference about the care, go find a non-Jew and do it in an odd way. Now I want to bring out a beautiful idea that happened to me when my daughter was born. And that is, obviously, since I had learned this general law, when my wife, at midnight, the night of Yom Kippur and Shabbat, she had her labor pain, I quickly got her into the car, took her to the hospital. She didn't give birth until the morning, and it was a Catholic hospital. There was a big cross and statue of Jesus above her head. And she was very uncomfortable. She kept on telling me again and again. He says, I'm giving birth. I'm bringing a holy soul. I don't want to idol above my head. So the question here is, this is a fascinating question, is that do we accommodate the sick person to make him more comfortable? Or do we only desecrate the Shabbat on things that are going to save his life? So for example, let me give you an example. Rabbi Vadya brings down, Okay, let's say they threw acid in the face of a girl or she got a very deep cut with a deep knife. Her brother was throwing a knife, whatever. However, so now the surgeon, the Israeli surgeon that's making the plastic surgery to sew her up, should he make a perfect surgery and keep on sewing and sewing and sewing even though it's going to take an extra hour or half an hour? Or should he make big wide 
stitches. Well, the difference would be, if he makes only little stitches, he's desecrating the Shabbat less. But if he wants to do a perfect job, as if it was a regular day, I mean, he's a Jew. He's an observant Jew. What should he do? Or in my case, my wife was very psychologically uncomfortable with the cross above her head. She kept on telling me, get rid of this. Go take a screwdriver and take it out. Would I, as her husband, be able to do that or not? So Ravavadya deals with this issue, both of these issues, very beautifully and eloquently. And he says, the crux of the machloket between the Ramah, the Ashkenazim, that say, maybe we should try to look for a non-Jew if it doesn't make that much of a difference and have him desecrate the Shabbat. And the others, the Shulchan Aruch that says, you don't need to, is Hutra Dechuya. This is a global thing around the, in Jewish law. Hutra means there's two ways in the, the most deep way to understand this law. Some are of the opinion that when God gave the Shabbat, He only gave us the law in a case where there's no such thing as sick people. God is basically saying in a place where there's illness which may lead to death, anytime there's illness that may lead to death, I did not give you the laws of Shabbat. It's like a regular day. So that means, that's one way of looking at this. There's another way of looking at it. And that is, well maybe Shabbat is never as if it doesn't exist, but saving a life overrides that. So since it's just overriding it and like pushing it aside, as much as possible that I shouldn't desecrate the Shabbat, I'll try to minimize it. That's what the Ashkenazim, that's what the Ramah holds. That's why the Ramah says, if possible, use your left hand rather than your right hand, do it in a strange way, you know, or, you know, go find a non-Jew to desecrate the Shabbat if it doesn't make a difference for the guy to uh, get his care on time. So Rav Avadia brings very eloquently that is a diff- this is a difference of opinion. On one hand, the Rambam, which is a dispute how to learn the Rambam, but the way Rav Avadia understands the opinion of the Rambam, the Rosh, the Tosafot, the Magid Mishnah, the Maharami Rutenberg, the Mordechi, they are all of the opinion that whenever there's a life is in danger, don't worry about anything. Just make the person comfortable. Imagine that it's a regular day. It's like totally permitted. On the other hand, we have great opinions like the Ran, Rabbi Nunisim, the Rashba, the Radvaz, the Orzarua, and of course the Ramah that hold the Shabbat is only set aside. It's only like overridden. So as much as possible, try to preserve and the sanctity of Shabbat. Now, Rav Avadia says very clearly that the Magid Mishnah, so our second question was, well, like the case of stitching the girl's face. I'm a surgeon. I want to take an extra half an hour and make as many stitches as possible so she doesn't get a scar. So the Magid Mishnah says very clearly that you take care of the sick person in the same fashion as you would have taken care of him on a regular day. So, 
Again, the Ashkenazim, the Mishnah Brura, the Chofetz Chaim, argues on this. He says he's not comfortable with this Mishnah Lamelech. I'm sorry, Magid Mishnah. He says, I would say, just to, for example, let's say, by you desecrating the Shabbat, the person would be less in pain, right? We're already taking him to the hospital, so can you do, for example, I was thinking like this, Let's say you're in the East Coast, it's freezing cold. You get in the car, can you not turn on the heater of the car? Because your wife is cold or the person has a life-threatening illness? Well, the Mishnah Ruhr says only if it's a rabbinical for um, sin. It's only forbidden by the rabbis you would be able to desecrate the Shabbat to less the pain or make the person more comfortable. But Rav Avadia makes very clear that according to the Sephardic law, not only is it permissible to save the life, but treatment to less pain or make the guy more comfortable because he's really distressed is also would be permitted, even if it's a Torah law, even to touch fire to do that. Now, Rabbi also brings down that uh, you should know Ravavadia therefore says in the case of the plastic surgery, the girl's gonna look ugly forever if the guy only makes very few things. He should do it exactly like, as he did it in the regular day, and do a clean cut, uh, plastic surgery to make sure the girl doesn't look defective the rest of her life in such a case. It could be, by the way, Ashkenazim would agree to this, because Ravavadia brings that Rav Shlomo Zalman says that stitching is a problem on Shabbat. You know, stitching is like lighting fire. But stitching on a human body may not be a Torah prohibition, even according to the Ashkenazim. So I believe those that go ask your Ashkenazi rabbi, this class is geared more to the Sephardic crowd, but it could be that the surgeon would be okay to even do that according to all opinions. Now, it's very interesting to note that this is not only the opinion of Harav Ovadia Yosef, but I want to read for you Rabbi, what Rabbi Ben Sion Abba Shaul says. Rabbi Ben Sion Abba Shaul, look in the second volume of Orlet Sion, chapter 36, he says, they asked him, can we treat a sick person any treatment, or can we treat him only the things that are going to save his life, not to lessen his pain? He says black and white. If, if, the, if really, like in the case, therefore, I just want to say that I think 100% I was right to take off the statue on top of my wife's head because she was clearly in distress and Chacham Ben Sion says if it's making the person more at ease and if you don't give him this care it's going to make the sick person weak even if it's a Torah thing Go do it on Shabbat. Now, Rav Chacham Ben Sion brings down in his notes that it could be if the Israeli doctor is treating the sick person, he may not necessarily have to take the most perfect notes about what's going on because that's not helping the sick person. 
So I'm saying, of course, we have to use common sense and say that if you're a Jewish doctor, there are certain things that you should try to avoid. I mean, in the end of the day, it's the holiest day of the week. It is Shabbat. But if the, if the sick person is going to have less pain and be more comfortable, you could even break Torah law. And again, they asked Chacham ben Sion, like the Ashkenazim will tell you, that if you're calling for the taxi or the ambulance, use your left hand. Which may be nowadays that everybody has cell phones, you don't even need to do that, because cell phones are only forbidden on rabbinical level. They're not LED. But again, he says, we Sephardim, we don't go like the Ramah, that you should do it with your left hand or do it in a strange way. He says very clearly, look on page 225 over there. If you want to call the doctor or drive the sick person to the hospital or, by the way, all of these laws, the most classical case and common case that these laws apply is the, like my case, that the woman is giving labor, right? Because we're not doctors, right? She needs to have care. She may, uh, you know, unfortunately, historically, many pe- women passed away, had complications at, at birth. Sometimes they have to do cesarean. So that's definitely a serious issue. So, en sarich Chacham ben Sion says, uh, you don't need to necessarily at all think to do it in a weird and strange way. Use your left hand. That is no problem whatsoever. Now, I just want to bring out another beautiful thing Chacham Ben Sion explains here. And that is, why, why does the Sephardim say, the rabbi, we shouldn't give it to the non-Jew to save the, not, the person's life. The rabbi, adults, should go and attend because he says, one of the greatest commandments of the Torah is don't stand idly when your brother's blood is spilling on the floor. If you're somebody's dr- drowning in water, the Torah says go save his life. So Chacham ben Sion very beautifully explains that in a case of danger, you have a mitzvah to save that person's life. Lo So why give that mitzvah to somebody else? So, I just wanted to t- uh, end off the class on a fascinating, fascinating idea. And that is that, what about if somebody, like a girl, a nice teenager girl, her brother went and became Jews for Jesus, or went and be- joined a cult, and he kidnaps, or by force takes his sister to be part of the cult, or to convert to Islam, or to leave the faith of Judaism. So this person's body is not in danger, but his soul is in danger. Would that also qualify that we can get in a car, call the police to go save the person's life or not? And this, believe it or not, was asked to the Rashba, one of the greatest Rishonim, and he said, no. He said, if that person wants to sin, why should I have to desecrate my Shabbat? Because that person wants to become an idol worship, well, desecrating Shabbat is also like idol worship. So he says no. But very beautifully, the Bet Yosef says, yes, you can desecrate Shabbat. Why? We have to bring the class to an end. But in a case that somebody were worried that he will convert 
outside of Judaism forever. We're going to lose him forever, not just once. Everybody, it seems, agrees that we should desecrate the Shabbat. And the idea is very simple. It's for his body, for his life in this world, you could desecrate the Shabbat. If he becomes a non-Jew or becomes a reformed, deformed Jew or a conservative Jew that doesn't believe in the real Torah that we believe in, he's going to lose his eternity. So for sure that's as important. As long as the person himself is not complicit. He's like kind of been pushed and, you know, um, coerced into going or tricked into going. And I just want to say, I asked my Rebbe this. Rebbe Sweet he said, Rabbi Aaron Cutler, some, such a thing happened in Lakewood. And the biggest yeshiva in America, Rav Aaron said that they could go save the guy. Same Similar thing I heard about the altar in Slobodka in Europe. Rav Nassim Svi Finkel allowed people to go desecrate the Shabbat to save the person's life. And um, in this case, even the Ashkenazim would agree because if this person was not negligent himself, then go save his life. 